cleaning up so well. I am seeing in me now the things you swore you saw yourself. And something about hope uh, dangles on a string, like slow spinning redemption. I didn't listen to that soundtrack all the time that summer. What are you talking about? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. Maybe your life isn't as good as I thought. This is a really interesting introduction to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings, everyone. I'm Bob. I'm Alex, the co-host. Oh, I got knocked back down. Oh, you're back down. Special guest. Sad face. Erica. Yo. Bob, we missed you so much on the WrestleMania preview show. Somehow I don't think that's true. No, you you were missed. Someone has to sit there and remind us that people hate pro wrestling. (laughs) Like Vince McMahon. Hey, did you watch the? Oh, you didn't watch the Andre the Giant documentary yet, right? I have not been able to watch it yet. It's real. It's really good. It's very sad. You know, it was, he lived a sad life. Well, How old was he when he died? Was he in his 40s? 46. Yeah. Well, he never had his, um, what is it, agromeglia? Is that how you say it? Giantism? I don't know how to, I don't, can't remember the medical term, but it's something like that. And he never had it uh, treated. So he just kept growing. Because isn't that what, didn't Big Show? Uh, yeah, but he had it treated. Right, right, right. Because, you know, everything gets bigger. Not only your body, but your organs, too. Well, they said his heart was, like, huge. Giant. And, but eventually your body keeps growing and your organs stop. And so your body just can't... It can't Your handle, organs right. can't support your size. Right. I, I, I bought a, an Andre the Giant... That graphic novel that graphic you have novel. upstairs yeah. is really good. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. And it's always funny when you get like a graphic novel or something like that 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 almost it looks like a kid's book, and then it's like this really oh my this is not a children's no, book at all. No, no. <laughs> no, he was a fascinating guy, and you know it's it's a shame that he he died so young. I did hear from reliable sources that Andre did not know the finish to his match at WrestleMania three when they started. Who's your reliable source? Him. Oh. No, that's no. Not I got I it said. backwards. Hogan. It was Hogan. H- Hogan claims he didn't know that he was going over for sure. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I've got horseshit. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Pardon me. Hogan <laughs> claims that Vince Hogan told claims. him he's Vince told him he's going over and don't worry about it, but that Andre would always like bullshit them and be like oh you know we'll see what happens Hogan we'll see claims. if i'm feeling it and he got out there and he tells the story like he called for the slam and then he called for the leg drop shut the fuck up and i thought he was gonna kick out but then he didn't <laughs> it's hogan yeah. you know what he's probably told that same story a thousand times he probably believes it Oh, I'm, I'm sure that he does. Yes, he definitely buys into his own line of bullshit. Vince for sure buys his own bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince loves the smell of his own brand, man. It's all about it. Well, you know, the nice thing about your own shit, Erica, is it doesn't stink. Yeah, true. 
So WrestleMania was this past Sunday. Here we are on Friday. So we've been able to see what happened on... Or no, this is two weeks later. Or two yeah. weeks after. Yeah, yeah, so we've been able to see two Raws, two SmackDowns. They've done the Superstar Shake-Up where they rejigger the rosters a little bit. And SmackDown seemed like they really killed it. They got everything, but... It's also SmackDown, so I know it's not treated very seriously. Well, what I would really like them to do is what they wanted to originally do when... Really? You gonna put on the Bret Hart glasses? Okay. Cool. Because podcasting is a visual medium. I, I just <laughs> like that... You gonna say something? I, just, I, I like that you just can't ignore it. You got to comment on it. Right. Derail the podcast. I, I like how easily I can just get things completely off track. I mean, not really. Well, know. this only makes the wrestling segment take longer. Right. So it's actually you're, you you're who's punishing yourself. yourself. Right. So that's cool. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Something yes. important. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, what they originally wanted to do, and God only knows if they would have done this or not, when Brian won the Intercontinental title at Mania that one year. He kind of saw it, and I don't know if the company saw it. It says he wanted it to be like the workhorse, like, this is the belt that we have all the fun wrestling matches with, and you guys can do whatever the fuck you want with the other shit, but let's make this mean something at the very least. So I, I would like to see them do something like that again. I don't think they're going to throw a belt on him until they're like, okay, you're not going to just crumble to matchsticks after a couple months. So I am looking forward to him beating the shit out of Big Cass, though. Well, I think Big Cass is going to end up being like the heater for the Miz. Oh, that's I think that's where that's going. Did you see the Miz's promo where he's talking about Daniel Bryan? If you ever mention my name on Twitter again, I'm gonna kick your ass. And Maurice is standing next to him, and she goes, "Language." <laughs> Miz is just living his best life, man. But I'm I'm very pleased that we're going to get. The blow-off to that one promo on Talking Smack. Yeah, maybe one day. Someday. And it will be glorious. Over the rainbow. <laughs> so Raw, Raw didn't get like that many interesting acquisitions. They got, I mean, they got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It technically wasn't in the superstar shakeup, but, right. you know, right. they got those two. So that's, you know top mid-card guys. Well, I'm going to start doing something. They're away from Shane and we're not going to have to deal with, you know, that bullshit storyline anymore. So I appreciate that. But, I mean, it's just, it, it's give them something to do that's like worth watching. Yeah. You know? So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, who else did Raw get of note? Could they go on a baking championship show i'd watch the shit out of that they what? got the maharaja jinder mahal what immediately and, lost and the Sunil, uh and the uh the u.s title to uh jeff hardy yeah who was immediately then, went back to smackdown. to smackdown it was like okay well that was all cool that was pointless. Hey, they got bobby Roode. bobby Roode. who hasn't really done anything on smackdown of note but turn maybe he'll heel. get to go back heel you gotta turn him heel or else he's useless that song doesn't work unless you're a heel. Yeah, it's better as a heel, for sure. Walking around, calling everything glorious, calling yourself glorious. Outstanding. We basically had the trade of the Riot Squad for Absolution. Can we just... Absol- like, 
Poor absolution. Be careful. What? Be careful when you talk about absolution. Why? Don't, don't say anything negative about Mandy Rose. I wasn't going to. No, you better be careful. No, I'm good. I was just going to say they should break them up because it's like, what's the point? And Paige can't really do anything with them because she's the fucking GM now, Look, right? What's better than a tag team where two people can't wrestle? I mean, I mean that's on. right where you want to be. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, the Riot Squad, they didn't really do shit on SmackDown. I don't know. It doesn't really do much having them on raw it's just people on the roster well it's just shaking things up for the sake of shaking things up. yeah we made a trade natalia went to raw so i think she's there to maybe work with ronda kind of put ronda in tag matches and things of that nature where she doesn't have to wrestle that much (laughs) eventually of course one of them turns on the other and now you have a good wrestler to work with ronda i will say i will enjoy watching ronda destroy natty you know, our one viewer thinks that Natalia sucks. Natalia doesn't suck. I just don't connect with Natalia. Well, he means she. he thinks her wrestling sucks. Oh, I don't think her wrestling sucks. No, her wrestling's very good. She's just, she's a crazy person. And it's just, I, I've, like, I've seen Total Divas, and I cannot disconnect that character from her. And she's a maniac on that show. So it's I, just like, if yeah, that's good. Her, if that's her real personality, I don't know how TJ doesn't kill her. She's traveling a lot. They don't see each other that much. No, Absence. he works backstage. Oh, does they he? They see each other. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's a producer on one of the shows, if not, maybe both. I don't know. He was low-key. But he's a, he's a producer. Low-key amazing on uh, Total Divas. Well, he always acts like he doesn't know what's going on. You know, like, he'll be rolling around in the ring with Lana. No, 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 no. And that he's uh, mad, and he's like, why are you mad? When him and Cesaro were doing the bromance thing. Oh, yeah. That was outstanding. That was a fun tag team. It was a good tag team. Cesaro could get a fucking anything over, man. You give that man shit, it's better than the bar. It's better than the bar, that's for sure. The bar is terrible. They went to SmackDown. Did they? Yeah. And yet they're still in that Raw uh, tag title match, huh? Well, there's a lot of things that are still happening, like their Samoa Joe went to SmackDown, but he's still having that match with Roman Reigns at Backlash. Hey, make it not for the title and just have Joe beat the fuck out of him. I'm fine with that. Well, we don't know fine. that he's going to win the title from Brock Lesnar. Don't we? Uh, Don't we? I don't know. We thought he was 100% guaranteed to win at WrestleMania. I think that this is a crowd, though, that will definitely cheer him. Well, I think this is a crowd that's going to cheer anything, because I think it might still be real over there. The big dog. (laughs) Oh, those wipes. Um, Yeah. Roman. Poor fucking guy. But no, I am looking forward these, to watching these, Samoa Joe beat the shit out of him. These promos he's been coming out and cutting on Raw are just so weird. And they're like these like half-shoot promos where he's talking about like people not liking him. But he's trying to keep them within the storyline. They're strange promos. And Samoa Joe coming out and just eviscerating him on the mic is the best. Well, and then Roman just coming back with, well, you're Badass. fat. <laughs> like, mm, you're Fine, I'm fat. I'll kick your fucking ass. One of the greatest promos ever was about Samoa Joe being fat. That Scott Steiner promo. Fat asses. Oh, Scotty. I love the Scott Steiner math promo. I That was on something the other day. I think I was watching Botchamania, and uh, 
they, it was like an ending or something, so they had it set to music, but they played the whole thing, and I was just losing my shit, because it's like, dude, your your mind is so, like, addled and gone, <coughs> that this is it's just insane, and you've got the, the woman standing in the back, just like, I'm just gonna keep the stoic face on, but like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, it was glorious. So, Dolph Ziggler came over from SmackDown to Raw, and... Drew McIntyre came up from NXT. And good so for they're him. in I'm, like a tag team or faction or something. I'm happy to see he's feeling better. Yeah, no, Drew, I mean, Drew's been lifting the good weights. Oh, oh, no. I, I think gigantic. He, no, you know what it is? I think he stopped drinking wine. I have heard that's worked. Yeah. Also, all of 3MB is on Raw. <laughs> Yeah, Drew McIntyre, if he has a clue, doesn't even joke about that. That's the reunion we all don't, want, Alex. Don't remind, do not remind Vince McMahon that, do not do that. <laughs> you were in that group. How about Baron Corbin coming to Raw? Oh, he's just kind of a wet fart, isn't he? Yeah. Poor guy. Not, not much. Nothing. No. Brizango. The fashion police coming to Raw? Let's get them on television and not just on the fucking, like, YouTubes, dude. Like, they're they're great. I enjoy their, like, comedy matches. Well, because in WWE, they don't they do not do comedy matches that often. But, a good, like, a, a comedy match done well? I mean, that's Chikara's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And that shit's great. Yeah, I don't want to see many. Like, you want, like, one comedy match on the card at most. You don't want more than one. Because it gets redundant, it gets boring. To me, as long as you're doing it, like, it's at the same thing over and over again, I'm, I'm done with a couple on the card. As long as you intersperse it with some, you know, serious business. Sure to be buried, Chad Gable coming to Raw. Poor Chad. Guy's too good to be so under. It really sucks. You know, he him and Cesaro should just leave and go to New Japan. Though Cesaro's never gonna go. Cesaro's living his best life over there. Yeah, I think, I don't know if he's still dating Sarah Del Rey, so maybe he wants to stick around just because of that. I'm not sure. I don't, you I don't, don't know. hear about that too I much, don't know. But... I don't know why he would want to stay in WWE, because they're being, he's so underutilized. And it's a shame, because he's a... I'm sure he's making good money. He's an amazing wrestler. Yeah. Like, he's just, it, it, it he, oh, Yeah. And, and he connects with the crowd. That's he, the crazy he, he, thing. I was going to say, he connects. It's You know, his promos aren't particularly good, but he does connect. And that's really all that matters. It doesn't matter if you can cut a 20-minute promo. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be cutting 20-minute promos. I don't want to listen to 20-minute promos on your wrestling show. Mojo Rawley coming to Raw? What did I read? Uh, it was in um, Stroud's Best and Worst of Raw. It was like... Here's a guy that, like, single-handedly changed the way that WWE was doing promos. And they were just like, yeah, go fuck yourself. You know what we've taken from that? We're going to shoot promos on cell phones and put large letters on the screen. Well, the large letters are unfortunate, but the the cell phone promo I don't have a problem with. Because Mojo did them well. He had the good intensity. The letters across the promos, though, is just really, really fucking annoying. It's terrible. It's truly terrible. Much like Bob's opinion of this current segment. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Zack Ryder coming to Raw. Mojo Rawley's former tag team That's cool. Partner. They, st- they still have... He has a job. Yeah, he still cool. has a job. Good that's for nice. him. He's getting paid. 
He's like he's like the Corey of WWE. He just moves from one hot woman to the next. Well, and he's been around for like a long fucking time. Speaking of jobbers, the Ascension oh, heading the Ascension. to Raw. They're screwed. I'm sh- yeah. Oh, Hit the, the gym, boys. <sighs> Mike Kanellis coming to Raw. Like I legitimately didn't realize he was still with the company. Well, I think he went to rehab for a while because he had like a pill addiction or oh, something. That's fun. And Maria's been pregnant. I, I don't knew know. She was did pregnant. she have the baby? Maybe, maybe just recently. Yeah, maybe. So they're probably waiting for her to, you know, be able to return. Right. Before they do anything at all with him because okay. she's the mouthpiece. Right. They're kind of the package deal. But SmackDown, uh, SmackDown's looking great. Yeah, so we already talked about they got Samoa Joe. They got Asuka. You know, that loser Asuka. Can't beat Charlotte, but Carmella can. <laughs> Jeff Hardy came over. We talked about that. It was a little surprising to see him back. After the DUI, you mean? They don't care. I know they don't care, but still. Anyway. Did he kill anybody? Uh, not that we know of. There you go. That's the line. Would it have mattered? That would have mattered. That's enough. <laughs> if you kill somebody, I think they fire you. I think that's the line. Uh, if you tell them unless you're, you're okay. unless you're Roman Reigns. <coughs> you know then that's Vince the fun- goes and gets the shovel. You know that's the funny thing. All Enzo had to do was tell them about the investigation. Well, and he He'd just would have been still suspended. have a job. Right. But that idiot. Is so dumb, he thought they wouldn't find out. This giant mega corporation. Okay, sweet pea. No one has ever used Google before. <laughs> Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose heading to SmackDown. God's greatest creation. <laughs> we already talked about the Miz heading to SmackDown. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson heading to SmackDown. A couple jobbers. I, I know. What did the one say? Like, hey, I'm making money and I get to sleep with my hot wife every night. So what the fuck do I care? Yeah, Carl Anderson's hot Asian wife. Yeah, yeah he's living the dream. Whatever. R-Truth returns on SmackDown. Truth. How old is R-Truth? Look that up, Bob. R-Truth is a case of the not no. youngs. Right he's been now. around for a minute. He's got to hey. be in his 40s. It looks like Sanity Sans Nikki Cross is being called up. Which is a little upsetting. Well, maybe they're putting her in a feud with um, Shayna Baszler. Maybe. So if that's the case, you know, you could bring her You could bring her up whenever. You could bring her up and put her into the group if you want later. And good for Sanity. That's pretty rad. Andrade Cien Almas coming up with Thank God Zelina Vega. Well, and here's hoping they keep them together. If they if they break up that faction, he's fucked. He's absolutely. They're fucked. gonna throw him back in a mask and be like, "Guess you you get to be the new Sin Cara." The moment they even halfway joke to him that they're gonna put Selena Vega by herself and as just like a wrestler, he should threaten to quit on the spot. I agree. I mean, on the spot, you have to like draw a line in the yeah, sand be because. Like, nope. She is the only thing keeping him in a prominent position. Correct. He was doing nothing nope. before her. Nope. In WWE. 
That's the only place that matters, Alex. Okay, we'll come back around to wrestling later. I was listening to. Wait, I got. I got. I. I have a transition from wrestling though. He didn't even give me an opportunity. Did you see that? He was just like. Oh, I was. I was looking at you like. Uh, okay, go. You just gotta go. I. Well, you know. I don't know. Anyways, have you heard of uh, this thing called Cameo? No. So. Is it Tout? No. So. Well, remember Tout. <laughs> it was a shame. Daniel Bryan and Renee Young do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 this it's a Chicago-based startup. And the idea is you go and pay money to people to record video messages to send to people. He was showing me this. Oh, the this day. again? Yes, this again. Because you know who you have on here? The big guy. Ryback. Ryback. Is that where TJ Lavin is? Yes, he is. Ryback will cost you $25 for a message. It's got to be cold out there if you're doing that, man. TJ Lavin at least charges $75. TJ knows what he's worth. But you got uh, Bret Hart's on there. Uh, Jake the Snake's on there. <laughs> then a bunch of people who are under the wrestling uh, banner, but I don't know that they are wrestlers. Start naming some names, Beth. Aaron Reed. Uh, Jason Paul. Now, Jason Paul, isn't that that dumbass's brother? Crime Time? Crime Time was a, a WWE tag team. Okay. Yes. They were African-American gentlemen that liked to steal things. <laughs> Shad Gaspard. Is that the other one? He's a member of Crime Time. Uh, M- Milena Ruka. Milena. Milena. Brian Cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Works for Lucha Underground. He's a machine! Uh, Chavo Guerrero? Yes. That's Eddie's uh, nephew. Well, I don't know. Victor Ortiz? Okay, great. Do you have a point to all this? I just think it's fucking hilarious that people would pay money to have TJ Lavin record a message on their phone and send it to you. Let's be clear about something, Bob. You're talking shit about this right now. I have no doubt in my mind you're going to eventually pay TJ Lavin to record a message. That's the next thing. I, I think you're very a- you're accurate That's the in next your thing. assessment. Yeah. The moment he buys that TV, he's going to pay TJ Lavin to do this. you like, hey, TJ, I bought my TV. And TJ's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Well, Who you do. You, you do got to leave them instructions. Oh, hey, are you the jackass that keeps buying the seasons of the challenge? That I'm getting those three cent residuals from. It's for the money. <laughs> you bought ten seasons of the challenge. That was like three bucks, guys. Thanks. Ten. You've bought more than ten. You've bought more than ten. Have we? Yeah. You're going to own every season of the challenge <laughs> one day. We we can't because they don't sell anything before season sixteen. Really. No. Hmm. Damn. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I think TJ started on like season 10. Uh, Something like that. He's done at least 20 seasons. He's been doing it for a minute. Yeah. He's been doing it for a long time. Okay. He's had a lot of speeches about people quitting. Oh my God. That's the fucking best. I, if, if you're going to get a message from TJ, just be like, TJ, could you please pretend that I just quit in some sort of athletic competition and just go? 
<laughs> be really mad at me or just uh, disappointed. <laughs> Shit's fucking hysterical. So, uh, TJ, you know, Alex quit going to the gym. Wow. Can, can you... Can you I mean, we, give him we, some shame? We cannot talk about not going to the gym, sweet pea. Well, no, but TJ can. <laughs> TJ lifts. TJ's diesel. So I was listening to a podcast from this week with my boy, Abram. Oh, Abram's the best. I love Abram. And some interesting news. They've been calling him to do a lot of the recent seasons of the challenge and he keeps saying yes but they're not casting him for some reason so you know they do availability calls they call up essentially like anyone that they may want to use to see if you're available or not and he keeps saying yes he said yes to champs versus stars he said yes to the regular challenges he does want to come back but they're just not casting him for whatever reason and they've even asked him you know if Kara's on the show, are you going to be okay? If Thomas is on the show, are you going to be okay? And he said, you know, yeah, I'm going to be fine. If Thomas is there, I may try to kill him. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why they're not having him back. That's it's weird. It's a weird thing. But you know what? He was talking about some some stuff that's absolutely true where, you know, some of the things that people do on the show, if you did them in real life, there would be repercussions and... He just brings those repercussions because he doesn't care. If you did something like Thomas did, you're going to be in a fight over it. What did Thomas do? He fucked Kara? Kara. Oh, I didn't realize they fucked. No, they didn't actually. Oh. Okay. But I think he got jerked off in the back of the bus. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Kara still denies it. I mean, <laughs> the banana cam says otherwise <laughs> of Johnny Bananas. He instigates all this stuff. But, you know, he he was talking about that. He was, you know, mentioning he doesn't actually watch the show. He's never watched the show. He just likes being on it. But he doesn't actually enjoy watching it. Which, you know. I, I can see that. I guess I can kind of see that. He, he said basically when he watches it, he gets very upset because of all the bad behavior going on that he thinks is, you know amoral behavior well if you watch if you watch abram on the show he does play a pretty straight game that's fair you know he tells you he's coming for you and then we see what happens and then he comes for you well here's the thing about the challenge in the night everyone thinks of it as this very deceitful show where you have to screw people over and everything you really don't if you're athletic no if you're good at the challengers like you said, yeah, if if you can win a couple challenges, yeah, you're fine. I mean, like, I was listening to a podcast with Laurel, and the guy asked her, like, Laurel, have you ever had to lie on the show? And she's like, no, I don't think I've ever lied on the show. And, you know, but if it's Laurel, it's Laurel. She doesn't have to. The, 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 the episode in Free Agents where with she's Devin. with Devin is the greatest thing ever. Where she sits down and she's she starts writing out the oh list. Oh my god, yes. You're like fifth on my list. <laughs> right now. Right now. No, no. The best thing from that was who was it that was like Oh, was it Teresa? 
Fuck Teresa. It's like, oh, we should vote for, we should all vote for Laurel, guys. <laughs> and then she, she doesn't. She changes her vote. Yeah. But then whoever, I forget, I think it was Devin, didn't she go up and tell Laurel? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh no, she had like your name all up in her mouth. Like, Well, you have to give it to Devin. She's not particularly athletic, but she plays a very good social you game. No, I won her, got up to, what, was that third place? Yeah. And she's, she finished. She's been on the show twice and she's been in the finals twice. So you got to give her that. She knows what's up. So did you see who won Vendettas? No. Do you want to know? Do you care? Or are you going to watch it? Uh, do you know? Did you finish Vendettas? I do know. Yeah, you can tell me. That's fine. I don't care. Well, I mean, are you, are you going to watch it? I will know. watch it, but okay. I don't care. I'm going to spoil myself for everything anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> so it came down to, you know, it's the first challenge ever where one person wins, not a male and female winner. Oh, Interesting. And basically, the final, I didn't, you know, the fi- the format of the final, we could talk about that whenever we do the recap, but pretty much it was, the final started and it was four men, four women, and as they went through 99% of the final, they whittled it down to two men and two women, the top two of each gender got to the second stage, and the second stage was essentially a memorization puzzle. ruh And... <laughs> So it was Cara Maria, Zach, and Kayla, and then Kyle, who's new on the Vendettas. Kyle's new. He's from the Geordie Shore, which is like UK Jersey Shore, basically. Okay. We watched, I watched the first couple episodes of Vendettas with you, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to stop because I'm like, I'm going to forget literally everything. Kyle was was banging Cara Maria on Vendettas. Oh, is he the pirate looking motherfucker? Yes. That's that's Cara Maria's type for sure. So it comes down to them. Kara and Zach have a one minute head start on the puzzle because they finished first for each gender in the stage. And Kara Maria wins. She beats your boy Zach. Good. First solo winner of the challenge ever. Kara Maria. How much money did she win? Like 383. Nice. Yeah. Cause fuck Zach, man. <laughs> Zach's the worst. Fuck Zach. I don't know. Zach's like. Kind of like a likable guy, but he holds a lot of bad world no, views. No, and then he like opens his mouth, and because he's like fine, but then it's like, oh, you're some like super Christian. Maybe you voted for Trump, like fucking douchebag. That I just I'm want pretty to confident he voted for yeah, Trump. Yeah, like nah, I'm good. I think it would be fun to hang out with him, but you definitely wouldn't want to talk about anything of substance with him. That's why I'm going to enjoy watching Daniel Bryan kick Big Cass's ass. <laughs> Same thing. Little vegan Jesus. Beat the shit out of him. He voted for Trump. Well, more more importantly, I think Kayla came in fourth. She blew the puzzle. Well, here's the funny thing. So they do the reunion on Vendettas, and well, n- Kayla like turned into a monster on Vendettas. Didn't yeah, she? I liked her on Dirty Thirty on Vendettas. She was like the worst person in the fucking world. It was, I mean. I know it's always blaming the edit and stuff, and maybe that's what happened, but holy smokes did she come across bad on Vendettas. You, you, you can't you can't edit, uh, you know... Throwing, throwing someone's right. shit over the banister, over the balcony. Right. Yeah, you know, messing with someone's personal belongings. What shit did she throw over the balcony? This new girl, Kaylee. Who ended up quitting the show. Well, because she got bullied by... Kayla, Jemmy, and Brittany. Yeah, it's a bad episode. When you see it, you're going to be mad. Yeah, it's pretty... There is there is a great TJ speech. 
Oh, oh yeah. TJ called him out. TJ gave it to him hard. Oh yeah, should have kicked him off the show. Well, oh, well, Jamie's sitting there like, well, I don't think it's bullying, and then TJ's like, no, it's fucking bullying, you idiot. Kayla said something like, well, the reason why we threw her stuff over the balcony and TJ just like cuts her off and he's like, why do you think it's okay to ever throw someone's stuff over the balcony? Well, you put your hands on my things. TJ's like dad. You don't want to disappoint dad. No. You know? No, one of my favorite TJ lines is they're starting to go at it in front of him and he goes, can you just do this when I'm not here? I loved that when the whole fight started between... Remember when Naya and Leroy got voted in? Oh, oh. And the fight starts between Naya and Nani, and you see TJ just take half a step back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm here, but I don't want to be directly involved. Tranquil. Which also <laughs> led to the best shot uh, in television of the last 10 years. Oh, bananas. Oh, I've said before, when they got that shot, and they slowed it down in editing. Like, how lucky was that that the camera was in that exact spot? It Very was amazing. Hugely. Well, and that was the first season that I was like, can we stop with the slut shaming, please? Gee, I think we talked about that when we, we talked about that season, but it was just like, just, okay, so she like sucked a dick or two? Well, here's the thing about the show is I don't think any of these women or guys care who sleeps with who, unless, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody. I think it's all trying to create reasons to throw people in. Because mm-hmm. if you can make the house mad at someone, you could then create a situation where people feel like, oh, I can vote them in now without repercussion. I will say, though, that... Was it... um Was it Dirty 30? Where, like, people would act like idiots, and then the house would be like, oh, well, you're going in. Uh Uh-huh. Because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know? That's what I mean. You're the one that started the drama, so in you go. They're creating artificial reasons to throw people in. But what I'm saying is Naya started that shit. Yeah, well, she was already already going in. She was already going in. Or Devin does that exactly... And vendettas. And that's what I mean. Yeah. This happens a lot. It happened on Dirty 30 as well when I think it was like the women created a reason to throw Anissa in or something. Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the details right well, now. Well, Anissa plays kind of a weird game too. Though. Well, she kind of tries to be everyone's friend. Right. And it's like, meh, meh. But she, do- she doesn't train. And she never, like, if she gets late in the game, she doesn't have that endurance at the end. No. So, what did we just watch? Was it the end of the duel? Duel two. I watched it with you. Yeah. And she came in third in that, right? Yeah. Poor Mark. That guy. Anissa was Mark in was good... sweet about it, though. At least he was. Well, well Mark's Mark, a nice guy. Mark Long. I, I have I have a theory about him. I think he is the chillest dude to have ever been on the show, and like I would just like to hang out with him. It's a good hang. <laughs> good hang sesh. I mean, he's like 50 and he looks like, you know, he's 25. But, but... No, it was really nice because he was just like, okay, yeah, I'm getting a Nisa. But he was just like, I mean, whatever, you know, let's just take it slow. We got it. Don't worry about it. I was listening. So another thing on that podcast with Abram, he mentioned when he showed up to do one of these after shows or whatever, he's he packed one thing in his luggage. 
two pairs of boxing gloves. And in the hotel lobby, he runs into Thomas and he tells him, hey, look, we got a beef. I brought some boxing gloves. Let's have a one round boxing match. (laughs) Wherever you want, pick the time and place. If we have that one round boxing match, our beef is squashed and it's over forever. And of course, Thomas was having none of that. Why did he bring the boxing gloves? Did he think they were going to just do it? Like right no, I mean there? like he packed them. I don't think he had them on him. Okay, but Thomas. No, 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 no. But why did he pack them? It wasn't going to happen right there. You've got to get a ring. You've got to get a ref. You got to sell tickets. You got to get MTV involved. You need some sponsorships. <laughs> if you're gonna take an ass kicking, we got to set this up. I just like the idea that you know it's like Abram, Abram is a legit crazy person. You know what? Abram is a lunatic, but. It's like, he has reasons. So what she's like... It's like justifiable lunacy. Like when they... He's like lawful... No, he's not lawful neutral. That doesn't... How would you classify Abram? Abram is definitely chaotic. Like one of the times they called him... Chaotic neutral, maybe? I think he's chaotic good. Okay. Like, one of the times they called him for the show, I guess they asked him, you know, have you ever taken anger, have you taken anger management since everything that happened? And he got, like, upset with that because it's like, why did I need to take anger management? Something legitimately terrible happened to me. I have the right to be angry about it. And the guy won't own up to his shit. I mean, that's the thing is Thomas did, like, a bad thing and he thought he could just skate by. Well, that's the thing. If you're going to pull shit... And that's and that's Abram's point about the show is people do things because they think there's no consequences mm-hmm. and Abram is trying to create the consequences. <laughs> like Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony hasn't had any consequences yet. It's total insanity. I'll tell you what, speaking of Kayla, you watched that second episode of the reunion, right? For Vendetta's. <clears throat> okay, I, so I need to watch At one point they bring up that Kaylee said, this is like six degrees removed. Kaylee said Nelson told her Kayla and Tony slept together, like on the show when there weren't cameras around at one point. Mm, there's and always cameras around, though. Tony, Tony, well, it was when they were transitioning to the other city. Mm. And um, Tony denied it. But the way Kayla reacted, she got so mad when that got brought up that I was like, Maybe. I think this happened. Because the only time people get this angry you know, hot. is when there's like some truth to it. Oh, Tony. He just can't help himself. So stupid. You got to give it to Tony. I mean, look, he's a good looking guy. He has no self-control. I will say, though, that if you've got a family at home that you want to keep, then maybe you just need to stop going on the challenge. (laughs) He thinks he's going to win, but, you know, we saw it in the Vendettas. He doesn't have endurance like the other guys. Zach and Kyle ran and they ran and they ran and they ran and they never stopped. (laughs) It was insane. Well, could you imagine if Joss had gotten through? Joss would have won that fucking thing. Oh, without a doubt in my mind. 
I mean, he happened to go up against the toughest motherfucker to ever be what on that show. What was it in show. the first episode? They had to climb, was it the Rock of Gibraltar or and something Joss like that? And Joss kind of just jogged up and was like, <laughs> hey guys. Joss is like, I won, no big deal. Oh, that yeah, I saw that one. That run they, through the city. And they made him stay overnight in like a tunnel and they yeah. had to be like holding something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah, next he day did. he drops it and he's like, let's go. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The guy has endless endurance. Hey, good for him, man. I look up a flight of stairs and I'm like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Awesome. So I was telling Bob, I think the the season of Champs versus Stars might be worth watching because there was some funny stuff on the first episode. So because whenever they do this Champs versus Stars or Pro show, mm-hmm. the challenge people always inevitably smash the stars like every time without fail. So what they did this time to create some drama is they're mixing the teams So at the end of the first challenge, when the champs, of course, smashed, and this isn't even a loaded challenge roster, like it's a lot of people who've never done shit on the show. They're still better than most of the stars. CT and Tony had the best time overall, so they got separated and got to pick teams. And so it was just, you know, pick a woman from either side, pick a man from either side, keep going till everyone's picked. So they start doing this. CT turns to Tony and he goes, we keep it in the family, man. Yeah. They go through and with one exception, they pick all the challenge people before they pick any stars. Smart. (laughs) It was fucking hilarious. People like Arian Foster are standing there. They picked Devin over Arian Foster. (laughs) Just to stick it to him. Because, you know, if there's one rule on the challenge, Erica, you always stick it to the rookies. (laughs) The only one who got picked while they were picking challenge people was Louise Hazel because she was on the first season of Champs vs. Stars. She's a veteran. I think she wants to do a real challenge season. They should let her do it. They should. She's like an Olympic track and field athlete. She'd be really good. Smoke people. And she's into it. She's learning from Wes strategy. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> Rut row. Shit. And if you combine Wes's evil strategy with athleticism, you have a hope. Oh, Wes. See, what's great about Wes, though, is... He owns it. He, he Well, he owns it for sure. He's like... I, I Like, I want to say he's like The Miz, but The Miz was on the challenge, so... That's, but he still is. He's like the Miz of modern challenge, basically. You know, he's he plays that. He he's such a great heel. Abram was talking about the Miz for a moment, and from seeing Total Divas and interviews with the Miz, I did always think like this seems like a pretty good guy. Seems like a decent dude. Yeah. Abram was saying, Miz is like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Like super genuine. Always really cool to him. Because he knows he's the luckiest motherfucker walking the planet Earth. (laughs) So Abram, I think one of the things Abram does for work is he goes around around the world and he does like constructing sets for big shows. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, Abram has a head tattoo. Like, what what does he do for work? (laughs) But that makes sense. He was constructing one of the... He was in one WrestleMania doing the set construction. And he's like standing there. He's like, you know, I wonder if the Miz is here. So he texts Miz. He's like, hey, you around? And Miz is like, yeah, of course I'm here. So they meet up. And Miz gives him like, you know, four tickets for his family to come to WrestleMania. It's like, 
Miz is a cool. He's, he's really saying like Miz is a really cool guy, and he well, he worked his ass off to get where he I've is. I've heard nothing to the contrary. Yeah, I've never heard a bad thing about the Miz, no. and that's nice because there's there's certain people in the business that it's just like, oh, you're a douchebag, aren't you? That's a shame. <laughs> no, you think the Earth is flat? And you don't like gay people? Well, that that that's a shame. <laughs> <sighs> so, do you want to talk about this? Um, what was it? Uh, oh, the channel, channel awesome stuff. Channel awesome. I've never heard of this. Um, Please go. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on it. I I uh, still listen to Lindsay Ellis, that girl who I, I follow the uh, video essays on YouTube. She started on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other folks who I've kind of followed throughout the years that started on that channel. Um, really, the basic thing that happened uh, recently was some of the old folks who used to be on there who haven't been for a few years put this document together being like, these people are all douchebags who really don't know how to manage a company. And they treat people like garbage. And, like, all of the uh, uh, other creators other than the Nostalgia Critic and I think, like, one other person were like, okay, well, fuck this. We're done. Mm -hmm. So, it's just interesting to see something implode that quickly. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to get into all of it. There's a document out there called Not So Awesome. You can find it pretty easily uh, if you search on Twitter or whatever. But it's, uh, it's it's quite the read. Just mismanagement, you know, firing people for, like, not being on Skype for, like, 15 minutes so they could have a meeting. It just, just real, like, shitty behavior. I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting topic because we, we've kind of, kind of t- discussed this in the past, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it seems like a, a grow, like a continuing theme with, creators artists who eventually grow to a point that they're in a business and they don't actually run it well they're not equipped to run it like right they don't know how to do it like one of the examples and uh, we were talking about this upstairs is they actually bought like studio space this these uh the guys who run it and nostalgia critic is one of the uh the head guys they bought the studio space like this big warehouse but they didn't soundproof it and it's like, you can't expect to shoot anything. I mean, I have very little film experience. Uh-huh. I mean, I went to, you know, film school for a little while, but even I know that. Like, we've experienced that just recording the podcast. Like, you need to have... It doesn't pick up. Don't worry about it. it you, you have to have some kind of sound dampening. Something. Or some solution yeah. for that. You know, right. you need to know that... So it's just, it's it's crazy, the mismanagement. And the other interesting thing that was on there was uh, they didn't want people to be on, like, Patreon or anything. Or putting Patreon, like, when it first started up, mm-hmm. like, uh, on their videos. Because they were like, well, that's e-begging. But then they opened, like, an Indiegogo campaign for, like, a certain amount of money so they could do fun- some of their shows. And it was like, oh, so it's okay for you guys to do it. But I'm trying to, you know, like, pay my bills. I can't do it. What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's all... And then there's the mismanaging of the funds right. and like... That's that's the thing. If it, when, you, when you get past that point where, you know, you're just like an individual creator and it's just you, you got to realize once you have employees, they're employees. 
Exactly. You And you need to deal with it. Well, if you're going to present yourself as like an employer, and I don't know that they ever thought of themselves that way, but it's well, like that's, clearly that's the relationship. And here. that's that's my, kind of my point. Is, and if you're promising a structure, like a corporate structure yeah. with like, oh, here's the these policies that we have. Yeah. One, you have to abide by the policies you put out there. Yeah. Because if one person's being treated one way and another person's being treated another way, why do we even have a fucking policy? Well, and it opens yourself up for lawsuits. Exactly. But I, well, the other thing is, these are folks who are like creating content out of like their fucking like houses with you know some shitty SD camera. They can't sue people. Mm-hmm. But one thing I was gonna say, like I recently started, you know, trying to sell some of my art and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping like extensive notes on all of this. Oh yeah. You know, like you okay, to. the tax on this was this seven cents, whatever. I need to make sure that I'm tracking that though. Yeah. Just to make sure, and I don't think. They don't treat it like that. I, I think a lot of these people, I think they treat it like it's a, a club, or and it really sounds that way because they were. It, it seems well, the way it comes across is that they were like, well, you know, we're doing you guys a favor by you know because they weren't hosting the videos. It was just you know you like embedded the videos on their site, right? So you're still on like YouTube and shit. Well, they were on Blip before Blip went away, mm-hmm. and then they came back to YouTube. But it's a whole fucking thing. I mean, the, but it was very much like yeah. we're doing you a favor by letting you be on this site with this nostalgia critic dude who gets a fair amount of views. You should be just mm-hmm. happy to fucking be here because you're a nobody and no one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Which is like, well, okay, that may be the case, but you can't fucking say that to people. Like, why did you put me on your fucking website then? Right. Yeah, it, you gotta. You you have to realize it's not. You know, once once money's involved, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter how much it is. No, it doesn't. You know, it, it really doesn't. And cause you just, you open your, and that's, that's, I think a lot of people, you know, I, it's really annoying to hear about liability all the time, but it's there. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because they filmed these, they would do these anniversary movies. Like the first one, mm. they all met up in Chicago and they had like a fake brawl between everybody. Uh-huh. And it's it's cheesy and stupid, but it, it was charming in its own way. And then the next couple times, it was more, it, it evolved in more of a production. Uh-huh. And uh, a few of the folks that were on the site were like, well, you know, we've been on productions before. You need to have like craft services. We're like in the middle of Nevada for one of them in the desert. You need to have water on set. Right. You can't have people filming for like 18 hours a day. Like there's shit you need to know about this stuff. Right. But they were just kind of like, we're making a movie with our friends. And, and you know, it's like there's that. You got to realize when you've made that jump. Mm-hmm. When you, when it's not just a hobby anymore. And now it's a business. Right. And there are, there are laws, the regulations, stuff you have to abide by. And. This is where a lot of people get in trouble. And I think, you know, this can even, I think this starts at the, can start at the root for at least some people where you get into the problems with, you know, if we go back to the fall with the Me Too moment, there are certainly people out there that are just complete creeps. Correct. Um, Kevin Spacey, for example. But there are also, there are also people who, who just never make that connection in their head that, yeah, even though what they're doing for a living is fun and it's not. It's a business. It's still work. Right. You know, that's uh, the guy from Polygon. That was his real downfall. 
regardless of what you think of his DMs, um, the the fact that he was doing it under you know on an account that he uses for work well, you're also, was his real downfall. You're also in a position of of power and privilege, even though you may not think of yourself that way, right? But you are, and it, it, it you need to be aware of the way what the things you're doing are perceived. Yeah, so you just gotta be you, you gotta understand when you make the transition from hobby to profession. We'll always have the touch the sky ring theme though. Bob. Oh, thank God. At work, just randomly. So good. I have to get comfortable. By the dog can't stop moving around this episode. At least he's up here and not destroying the house. I already peed on everything, guys. I was bored, so I came back downstairs. I've marked my territory. What um, else did we have, guys? Have you guys had any um, time to play video games lately? I've been playing Prey, actually. How's that? I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, it's Bioshock in space, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Is there a good like story and atmosphere? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're on this big, um, uh, this big space station. It's like you know, in an alternate uh, future where Kennedy wasn't assassinated, and uh, Alex, it it's basically a more modern Rapture. It is, but it's Bioshock it in space. It exactly when I say like that. Rapture. Well, there's parts of it that are done in an Art Deco style. Yeah. But there's different parts of that space station that some people started on it first, and then this corporation came in and bought it. Right. Hence all the Art Deco style that you saw when I was playing. So it's it's interesting, and they use the environments to tell the story really well, like they did in Bioshock. So it's it's good. It's It's fun. Mm-hmm. And if you've played, uh, it's Arcane Studios. They did the Dishonored games. I've, I haven't played Dishonored too, but I love the hell out of the first Dishonored. And mm-hmm. So it's fun. The atmosphere is good. There's interesting characters, and I mean, I'm still playing, and that's the biggest thing. So, Bob, anything? No. I've been playing Steep. Oh, Jesus Christ! Steep's a great game. Uh, let's not get carried away. Why? How is it? Look. I've explained this before. I have no problem with you enjoying a terrible video game. It's not terrible. But let's not bullshit. It was it was a surprise success for Ubisoft. They thought it was going to... Well, they didn't think it was going to do shit. They wouldn't have made it. But it did way better than they thought it would. What, because what it's that, a well-done game. Like it sold like 10 copies instead of four? Yeah, I bought five of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> I own it on everything. Five copies of a video game? <laughs> what is this, Kingdom Hearts? Um, I bought Diablo 3 on the PC, the Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't been, but uh, I am actually pretty intrigued by Far Cry 5, um, based on what I've been hearing. Uh you said the same thing about um, God of War, right? Yeah. Well, I I want to hear thoughts on God of War after it comes out from your trusted reviewers who don't get the uh, review copies of the games. Yeah, from them and just from the general because the the initial uh, reviewer reaction right now is it's insane, phenomenal. Um, but well, you Neil, you never played the other games, right? No, I haven't. Okay. But you know when when a game comes out with that strong reviews, I'm always intrigued. Um, Did you play the God of War games? 
Yeah, I don't have much memory of them, but isn't this supposed to be a departure? Like, the combat isn't the same. It is supposed to be. There's still the quick time It's essentially like a new story. They're ignoring all the other shit where he was like... Well, he has a new wife that died. Oh, so it's like an alternate universe type thing. Same character, but... It's a soft reboot. It's in the future. Mm. He moved to uh, Sweden or Switzerland or wherever. Wherever the Norse fucking... Where the Fjords are. And he married some chick, they had a son, and then she died. Because, of, of course. I just remember, like, the it was, like, the sex scenes where he'd be banging some, like, random mythological creature. It's adult, though, Alex. It's very mature. <laughs> and remember how you had to, like, mash X to get through those scenes? Yes. But then you would get little baubles to spend. Neat. Because you were a whore. <laughs> oh, man. Those uh- are fun games, though. No, but I, I wasn't terribly interested in Far Cry 5 until I heard um, some of the stuff after the fact. And everything I'm hearing is, you know, it's just a really well-polished Ubisoft game. And it sounds like if you play all the Ubisoft games, you're not really going to notice. But if you haven't played one in a while, um, it'll it'll be particularly good. So I'm intrigued. I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it being a little cheaper because the Ubisoft games tend to drop in price rapidly. Yeah. Even when they do well. Well, I have heard good things about Far Cry 5. Yeah. I'm you a know, sick of the open world stuff, but I think it could be a good play. I bet it'll look amazing. The, oh, no, I already said it wouldn't count on the podcast. In I brought this on myself, Alex. It'll look amazing in 4K. But it'll only look amazing in 4K if you're playing it on an Xbox One X. You know, Alex, would I be foolish to not take advantage of GameStop's trade-in deal right now? Did you hear about that? They're giving $140 for original Xbox Ones. Yeah, he told me about it. Of course he did. The man has no self-control. You know, Erica, if you sell that for $140... Then an Xbox One X only costs three hundred and sixty dollars. It's like you're getting a discount, and it's not like it's not like the Switch, because I, I'm you not, might actually use this. I I use the Switch. Shut up. <laughs> I know because even you're trading in the system, but it's not like I'm not going to be able to play games that I had before. Because it's it's the same it's the same it's same. What, what else OS. are you gonna trade in, Bob? Because you gotta you gotta make as much money on this Xbox as possible. Well, I don't have much else to trade in right now. Um, you don't play any of those games on that shelf. He doesn't. <laughs> Neither do you. Hold on. What, let, let's go through conveniently for the podcast. Oh, we have the games are the right video here. games right here. Dark Souls Three. Are you ever gonna play that again? Potentially, I could see busting that out. Like, if there's nothing else going on, I will definitely. Oh, did they? Did they do an enhanced version of Doom? Yes. Oh, there we go. Got to finish that then. Um, you never beat Doom? No. I thought you said you beat it. He's no. A liar. Do you ever finish any video games? I no. finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, you he could finished, sell that. He finished Steep. <laughs> no, Steep's unbeatable. That's why he's still playing it. <laughs> I finished The Last of Us. Um, I have two versions of Rock Band there. Well, to be fair, everyone's finished The Last of Us. There's barely even a game there. It's just a story. (laughs) I played Bioshock all the way through, Mass Effect 2. 
Uh, not Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 because that game's a piece of shit. I was so angry I bought it. I got it super cheap and I was still angry. Yeah, you got it for like three bucks because no one ever bought it. Yeah, and I was like... That's you could still... try and return that, but they'll just throw it at your head. They'll be like... Still thought of here, my store. Like, we'll give you like three cents, maybe. Um, but no, I, I, I mean... There's not. There's. Uh, there's you could here. probably. You could make... return the Last Guardian. I'm never going to play that. Okay, we'll return the Last Guardian. I'll take that off your hands. Do you want it? Yeah, for free. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just I'll never. I'm so far behind on games. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, Bob bought it for me for Christmas one year, and I was just kind of like. I mean, I, I play. Bo- hold uh, on. Hold on. No, it's still in the wrapper. Yes, still in the wrapper. GameStop won't even take it. You got to take it out of the wrapper. <laughs> I just, I just have no interest. I mean, I've heard it's a good game. Yeah. I've heard it's fair. <laughs> I I have a backlog right now, and I'm so lazy when it comes to starting new games. Like, I don't know what it is, Erica. I must be terrified of commitment <laughs> because if I start a game, I beat that game to fucking death. Well, that's why, though, because it's a, it's a huge time commitment. <laughs> yes. Well, well I, I don't think that's a very long game. It doesn't matter what the game's length is, Erica. It has nothing to do with it. I'm more of a girth guy. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> cool. AJ Styles doesn't like you. Uh-oh. Wah, wah, wah. Another person you can't be a fan of anymore? I can be a fan of his uh, his wrestling, but eh, what are you going to do? We got Shadow Mordor there, too, you haven't played. I need to play so, that still. So that might also still be <laughs> rapping. Here's what essentially happens if I get on Xbox. If people are online to play Overwatch, I play that because like all great first-person shooters, you can play them for eternity. I played A Way Out. That was, was pretty that? fun. It was... Okay, here's the thing. Because I told him I wanted to get that. You think it's worth it? It's about 10 hours, I would say. The first six hours are boring as fuck. It picks up. But the last four hours, I would say, make up for it. Okay. And the game changes. It turns into a different game at the end. So, I, it's like, you knew something was going to happen, right? Because a game like this, with it's very story-driven, there's going to be some sort of plot twist. It's be. not going right. to go like you expect. Right, right. But... The way the game changes at the end is interesting. So, yeah, I think you guys would really enjoy that. And I think it's only like 30 bucks. It's not a full price game, no, for yeah. sure. But I do want I did want to check it out. So I played that. And basically, I'm on a conquest right now to delete things off my hard drive. That's the, that is the one problem. If you don't finish a game, then you're like, oh, but I don't know when I'm going to come back to it. So I don't want to delete it because I don't want to well, re-download it. The problem is, is every game is like 100 gigabytes yeah, on the like X because they're huge. New, right, you have to. So, yeah, what do those 4K texture packs look like? The game's big no matter what. Large. But, Yark. Um, Yark. you know, like I'm trying to finish Forza Horizon 3. I was doing the Hot Wheels DLC, and we've essentially done all the races, but when you do all the races in the DLC, it then then opens up championships, which are like different versions of the races. So I kind of need to do that. Hey, why don't they put video games on USB uh, 3 thumb drives? They would run fast I don't know if it's a DRM issue 
I don't know. I'm just because optical is shit. You can't you can't even run off of optical anymore. They they it transfers over to the yeah the it transfers. They, 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 that's just there to install it and to right. show that you have ownership of the game. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if USB would cause longer loading times than being right on the hard drive or not. And it might also be an issue where it would make the games easier to steal. Well, I don't care about that. I just well, <laughs> I'm talking about the realistic reasons, you know, reasons yeah. why they wouldn't be on there. No, it's just it's just annoying because you go you, you have to you have to install the game on the hard drive, so it takes fucking uh, 100 gigabytes. I don't care unless you are at 100 gigabytes from optical takes forever forever. I haven't bought a game on disc in an extremely long time, so I don't know. I mean, it's not like horrible, you know. Like it's like an hour. It's just so long. When I, I will say, I fired up Prey, and there was like, "Oh, I've got to install it." So I started playing Resident Evil Four, and that night I just played Resident Evil Four. <laughs> yeah, I've had similar things happen. I'm doing the separate ways, like Ada side story. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do this. Yeah. So it's important. This is this is legitimate gaming advice from subtle interference. If this is the first you, time we've you're, done this. You're giving the advice? I'm giving the advice. Okay. If you are going to install a game off of a disc, be sure... To have another game. To have another game... Primed and ready. Ready to go so you can play that while you're waiting for that. the $60 game you just purchased. Yeah, that you want to play really bad, and then, you know, 20 years ago, you could have just put it in and played. But you can't do it today. So the, the three... No, I did only pay $15 for Prey. So. That's, not bad. That's a good deal. The three games I'm really backlogged on that I would like to beat because they're like just completely single player essentially for me, and I would like to beat them so I can delete them, is, well, there's actually four. So I was waiting forever for The Witcher 3 to get its 4K update. So I started playing that, and I got kind of like tired of it, and I was playing other stuff because I want to play the DLC because I never played the well, two. I was going to say that game's long as fuck. It's too. long, and it has two, I've heard, like massive DLCs. Yeah, we have the uh, like the Game of the Year edition on the PC or something, don't we? Yeah. And I, I haven't even like touched it. So. so I want to play that, and just the regular game of that is like 60 hours. <laughs> so yeah. that's before the DLCs that I want to play. And I restarted it for some dumbass reason. Fool. Yeah, it was a bad decision. So there's that. I want to play the DLCs for Dark Souls 3. Once again, I'd Those like to play good. that. Yeah, I haven't played those. I, I want to play that through from the beginning because one of the things I hate about like Dark Souls is... Don't acknowledge it. See, the problem is you acknowledge it. Just ignore. What's? Do you not want to do the podcast tonight? What is going on? I'm just having a good time. <laughs> I was listening. There's no way you were listening. I was. What did he just say? I don't know, because you derailed me. Anyway. Okay, so anyway, as I was talking, Bob Bob was essentially doing a jig in front of me, which only an idiot could ignore or do. So I wanted to, yeah, I want to restart Dark Souls 3. Well, actually, I don't need to restart because I had a character that I started that's very early in the game. Because one of the annoyances with the Dark Souls games or Bloodborne 
is you get back on them when you haven't played in a while and you really have no way of knowing where you are at or what you've done. And I I went back to it after a couple weeks one time and I'd completely forgotten how to play the fucking game. And it's irritating because I'm one of those people who wants to do everything. Right, right. And I don't want to miss things. So there's Dark Souls 3. Speaking of which, I got two trophies left to get in Horizon Zero Dawn. Are they both related to hunting grounds? One is a hunting ground, and the other one is to finish... All of the trophies? No. Well, I guess then there's three. But the the other one is um, beat the game on, uh, on the highest difficulty level. Oh, I remember when you did that for Mass Effect 3. The Marauder Shields. Marauder Shields. That was fun. The agonized screams from the other room. <laughs> Anytime you get to see Bob, you're really unhappy. It's a good day. I still think the best is uh, was Alien, Alien Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. Because I was playing uh, Inquisition in the other room, and you would just hear all this, Gah! It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, because I, I had the surround sound system. And I turn off the lights and just sit there and play. So do you remember when we went to, uh, uh, I think you were, your family was with us. We went to Disney World and they had that alien encounter ride. Oh, and your brother flipped. <laughs> yeah, and they had like the breathing <laughs> behind you and the noises. Oh, that, it was legitimately scary for a that, child that was for bad. sure. Well, Joey was young for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was way too young to be in that. He had to be like. Less than 10. <laughs> Nobody stopped us from bringing him in there. <laughs> he was freaking. He was like. He was in a full I remember. <gasps> I remember him in the tunnel. We were leaving through like a full tunnel to get back down. outside. He was losing his shit. He was so scared. And it the, was. It was scary. But it, it was cool. But it was scary. Your dad flipped the guy a tenner. It was like. This will be funny. No, he didn't want to have to deal with that. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Walking up, giving him dirty looks like fucking assholes. (laughs) Because it was like alien. It was legitimately like alien. Like there's this thing running around this little room you're in and they got the hot breath and then somebody's like up in the catwalk and then they get like the light falls and you feel this like hot water on your face. Like, oh, that's supposed to be blood. Cool. Isn't this Disney World? <laughs> well, I can't remember which way it went. When they were developing that ride, what was it called? Alien Encounter Alien or something? Alien Encounter, yeah. When they were developing that, they sat down, after it was supposedly completed, I think it was Eisner sat down and did the ride, and he was one way or the other. He either said, it's not scary enough, make it scarier, or it's too scary, tone it down. I like to think he went I there. think he said it wasn't scary enough. <laughs> he said enough. it wasn't, they were like... Okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're the boss. Sure. Okay. And if you listen, spray to people... him with blood. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> the little five-year-old's here to see Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think they did warn people that you should be of a certain age to see it. I vaguely just, remember there being some. Like your yes. parents just ignored that. They're yeah, like, "Oh, right. what could happen? It's Disney." Well, we were in line. We were. Everybody was talking. Yeah. No one was paying attention. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's always interesting to look at, there's like good YouTube, there's like a YouTube channel where some guy would essentially trespass backstage at like Disney or like Universal Studios and look through rides or sets as they were being created 
or maybe they had like scrapped them like they were working on something and they scrapped it mm-hmm. so you got to see a lot of stuff that was in progress or in development so how did he never get arrested i think he did eventually get banned oh, okay. they saw say. his youtube's videos and banned him but um i just think it's interesting to kind of see that stuff when it's in progress or if you ever look up the videos of like Space Mountain when the lights are on and you can actually see like how much work went into constructing this thing. Oh yeah. Cuz so, when you're in there you're just in like pitch black fucking oh, darkness. Space Mountain's best. It's a good time. Well, and if you listen to people talk about Space Mountain, that ride used to be way more violent and they toned it down dramatically oh, a lot faster. Yeah. yeah, you would legitimately get like whiplash. Right. Hey, a couple neck breaks on there, and they're like, ooh. We got a great picture of us on it from a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's frustrating to go to a theme park because you want to go on all the rides, and there's certain rides you really want to go on, like Space Mountain, but the only good time to go to a theme park is essentially to wake up at the crack of dawn. Because if you go there at, like, a normal time everything's going to have a two-hour wait. Well, also well, depends on the time of year you go. That's part of it, too. If you go during the school year, a lot better off. Or you have to pay for the expensive passes where you can cut in line. Well, they do give you, like, three free fast passes. Well, I'm not, talking about the, I'm not talking about the just the fast passes, I, though. I know what you're talking about. You yeah, could also yeah. get, like, they're, like, VIPs, right. programs, Six or something. Six Flags does that. Where you could just cut every line. Yeah. I will argue, though, that part of the theme park experience is standing in line in the sweltering heat bitching to your parents about how you would rather be anywhere else. That's When the they've thing. spent literal they, thousands of dollars. You spend two hours in the blistering heat waiting in line. For It's a Fucking Small World. Or a two-minute roller coaster ride. That's the part that sucks, is you wait forever, and then you're seeing when you get in there how fast people are getting off and on the rides, uh-huh. and you start thinking to yourself, how the fuck did it take me an hour to get here? It doesn't even make sense because the <laughs> rides are so short. It was like uh, Batman, the Batman ride at uh, Six Flags. You're on that ride for 45 seconds. <laughs> They're so fast. It's fun. It's fun as shit. But it's, it's not literally worth the, 45 It's seconds. not worth the hour of agony. I will say that you want to go on that towards the end of the night where everybody's kind of gone home and you could just like get on, run off, get on again, run off because there's no line. We did that with Splash Mountain. We did. We went on Splash Mountain like five times at the end of that day. No, Splash. That's another one. Splash Mountain, you either got to go on it first or last because you're getting fucking soaked. And so you either got to get on. If, if it's a hot day, you get on it first, you'd be dry in 10 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's a cold day, Fuck. you go on it you're last. Pneumonia. You go on it last and you fucking get to the car immediately. We should have tried to do the rock pose. We didn't try to do the rock pose. Um. So it made me think, though. Where he's like yes. flexing on the way down. Speaking of The Rock. Or we could have found And Daryl. Disney. <laughs> the Rock and Disney. Um, so they're, they're making a Jungle Cruise movie? Or they made a Jungle Cruise movie? I believe it is filmed already. Um, or they're in the process of So he it. spent the day as one of the Jungle Cruise tour guides. That would have been the single greatest day. Of, like That'd be the only ride I'd go on. Like, <laughs> Everyone's right. sitting there like... I want to get on with The Rock. Can I be on with The Rock? You know there are a few fuckers who are like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) I live under a rock. Who are you? (laughs) Ah! Ah! (laughs) He's the guy from the Fast and Furious movies. 
Wasn't he a wrestler? Can we talk about how fucking stupid Vin Diesel is? He's pretty stupid. For starting a feud with The Rock? Yes. Yeah. What a No, mar- no, no. Tyrese is the really stupid one. Oh, God. It's like, oh. Yeah, because Vin Diesel has a career without the, without the Fast and the Furious. Tyrese absolutely does not. Well, nope. I will also say, though, as much as I love them, I think we've, we've reached kind of as far as we can go with the Fast and the Furious. Well, I think movies. that's why they're doing the spinoff with The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. Oh, my God. Because that's going to be amazing. That, like, Hobbs and Shaw. Needs to come out, like, tomorrow. Though no, if I'm, that I'm, movie isn't great, it's going to be the biggest letdown. There's no way it's not going to be. There's just no way. Because it's the two of them. I, like... Jacked as fuck for that big dumb shark movie with well, uh, Statham coming. Oh out God, year. what is it called? The Meg. The Meg. He's yeah. punching that shark in the face, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> when are we getting Crank Three? We're never getting Crank. Ah, I know it's depressing. Because it's gonna be Crank Three with The Rock. He's gonna be the villain. The One movie. can only hope. All <laughs> well, those movies are wonderful. I don't know why I didn't just buy them. I don't know why we didn't just buy them either. I should just do it anyway. It's foolish of us. Very foolish. Hey, Alex, speaking of movies, have you seen the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that came out this week? Fallen Kingdom. Absolutely not. not why would anyone want to see Kingdom. that movie? Um, so, I don't want to see the movie. Yes, but you, you should watch the trailer. Bob, let's not do this thing where you pretend you don't want to see the fucking movie. Let's not do this dance. You always want to see the shitty movies. In fact, it's all you want to see. I mean, to be fair, he's not wrong. It's not true. And I know you prefer to pay as much as possible to go see the shitty movie. I didn't want to go see Transformers last night. You know, To be you- fair, he did get dragged to that one. You know, the other day he's texting me hashtag Bob math. And I told him, Bob, don't, only don't, just D-bags don't. put hashtags in text messages. <laughs> I think what even was, using what? I think even using hashtags on Twitter is a bad look in text messages. It's peak D-bag behavior. You know, it's hard to do it on Twitter and not like feel a little about it hashtag give divas a chance what was the one stephanie mcmahon hashtag we're listening or something like that fuck you (laughs) the hard c (laughs) you gotta you you gotta see this jurassic world trailer alex so no i don't it's so bad did you see the first one the the first jurassic world no the first shitty trailer for this yeah this new one that they just put out, it looks like an entirely different movie. Completely different. Like we're watching and we're like, this isn't... What? I thought we were on the island with the dinosaurs hanging out. This, they're like sneaking into people's house. Like the velociraptors are in people's houses. Sneaking up on like little girls and shit. Well, remember, there was a Jurassic Park movie. Was it Jurassic Park 2 or 3? Where two. it took it took place essentially in a city. The last 20 minutes of uh, Lost, World. Lost World take place in San Diego because the T-Rex gets on mainland. That's also how we got an American Godzilla movie, which is the less we say about that one, the better. Womp womp. But you, you just Big watch Godzilla it. looks like the T-Rex. Take, take the two minutes to watch it, and then when you're depressed by it, um, turn on the Deadpool 2 trailer. Nope. I already told you, I'm not watching any trailers for Deadpool 2. I don't want 
any jokes spoiled. I'm going into the I'm movie. I'm going in fresh. Fresh. <laughs> if I see a fucking trailer in a theater for that movie, I'm plugging my ears till it's over. Oh, did you go see Death Blow? Yeah. It was, oh, 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 I haven't seen it yet. And I don't want to know any spoilers. Imagine how, how about much... the part where I, I want to go in fresh. Imagine see, how much better Deadpool 1 would have been if we never saw one trailer for it. I think that's a fair statement. It would be 20% better. I think you could argue that about uh, Thor, Ragnarok. If we didn't know yep. Hulk was going to be in that movie, oh, that would be a huge reveal. As hell. be awesome. Well, the fucking trailers spoil way too much. I think, I think though, there is an argument to be made that... No, fuck you. The, the marketing for Deadpool 1 was a lot of the reason it was so successful. Well, I think it was... Well, the, the overall no, I, marketing, I completely not agree. just the trailer. Yeah. Right. I they mean, just there was a lot to it. did an amazing job of just, like, yeah. stick Ryan anywhere he will go. Yeah. And Ryan was like, I will but go did, anywhere. But Thor didn't need to put Hulk in the trailer. No. You no. didn't need to know that. No. They well, were going to see Hulk and for Thor either even way. Be, oh, well, uh, what's his face? Mark Ruffalo's, he's in the credits. Oh, he's, okay, fine. Who cares? But people speculate. But if you look up... If you go on IMDb and you look at the credits for a movie, you're trying to spoil yourself. Right. There's nothing you can do about those people. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're seeing out, it in right? a trailer before you go see fill in the blank movie, they're spoiling they're spoiling things for you. Right. And I completely agree with you. Deadpool doesn't do anywhere near as good as it did as an R movie if they didn't have all those great jokes in the trailers. Mm-hmm. But when those you finally when right. you finally saw the movie though, those same ten great jokes that you had been assaulted with were still like uh, you know that's funny, but it wasn't, wasn't peeing your pants it like you. Right. It, it wasn't like you were like you know folded over laughing your ass off like yeah. you would have been because the first time you see him in the trailer it's like you're laughing out loud by the time you see it in the movie you've seen it 10 times to, to deadpool's credit and a lot of the reasons so successful was because yeah everything that was in the trailers was diluted but there was still a lot of other shit in the movie that was fucking hysterical well and it was just it was it was kind of the audaciousness of it all like, we've gotten to peak superhero movie where it's like, well, we're just going to lampshade the fuck out of all of this and make it very, very violent. <laughs> so violent. <laughs> I hope Deadpool 2 is good, though. I'm concerned. I know you said you were a little skeptical. Well, it's going to be hard to live up to the first movie. I'm, I'm really interested to see how it does because Ryan Reynolds was so adamant about doing it essentially the same as they did Deadpool 1. Well, you had a winning formula. Um that you know he he even got the director fired uh well who they brought in one of the guys who did john wick though right yes so eric is fine totally fine yes. let's do this so i'm very very on board we'll see i mean i'm hopeful is it june it's june right or is Does it, may? it may doesn't infinity ward come out like Infinity War comes out any day Friday. now Oh, man. It was originally supposed to be the first week of May, but then they moved it up for some reason. Yeah, they moved it up like a week or I something, I think they wanted right? to give it more space between that and the dumb fucking Han Solo movie, <laughs> which I, I... Well, you don't want to compete against yourself. I mean, that makes no, sense. No, it makes sense. It does make sense. They're both, they're both Disney movies. couldn't fucking care less about Solo. I think the only thing that's vaguely interesting is Donald Glover as um, Lando, but that's not enough to get me into the seat. No. I... 
you know, I, I'm not going to act like the trailers have blown me away for anything. And I think I've only seen the one one time because, again, I don't want to, you know, it's like it's a Star Wars movie. Yourself, right. I know I'm going to see it. Let's not bullshit. I'm going to see it at some point. So why watch the million trailers and spoil the whole movie? Well, but here's my point. Of all the new Star Wars movies, Rogue One is without a doubt the best one. Disagree. So, no, Disagree you guys are so wrong. Venomously. You guys are so yes. wrong. Yes. So, you Rogue, Rogue get One out of is here. by far the best of no. the three. Literally, get out of my house. You're just, you're just very incorrect. I'm sorry. I'm co host. Erica would have to leave first. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so, I have some hopefulness that the offshoot, not third trilogy, you know, the third final trilogy movies. Oh, oh, it's not the final trilogy. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. Third trilogy. Okay. They're never going to stop making these movies. You're going to get a Star Wars movie a year until you fucking die. Okay, fair point. Anyway. I, so I, I have some hope that because it's an offshoot and it's an individual story, that they don't really have to like tie in or make it work with other things. But yes, they do because it's about Han. There's going to be... It's going to be the ruination of Han Solo. Yeah. That's what's going to end okay. up happening ultimately. Look, here's the other thing. Um, if, if people are going into this believing this guy's going to be as good as Harrison Ford, he's out of his fucking mind. They're out of their fucking minds. No, here, here, my problem with the, the Solo movie is... One, I'm not a fan of prequels to begin with. Um, not where we already... Well, you know what's going to happen. But with Han... With a pre-existing you, character, go 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 back go back to uh, a new hope, and you know you you're introduced to Han, and he is ostensibly a horrible person. He's a smuggler. He's he kills um, Greedo. Yeah, he does shoot first. Fucking right. Um, he he's not a good person, but by the end of the movie, he has an arc. He, you know he comes around and he's like okay i'm gonna help these guys out so and then throughout you know by the end of the trilogy even into empire at the beginning of empire he's like i gotta leave because there's a bounty on my head none of that stuff matters anymore though. and and here's the problem with, with the prequel one of two things will happen either we're gonna see this character that we grew to love and who's a good guy now be horrible and you know, really ruin him in that way. But that's not going to be the case. Or he's he's there's just going to be all this. Oh, he's not really a bad guy. You know, he just kind of gets in bad situations, and you know, he's he's good at heart the whole time. I just listened to something on uh, the Hobbit movies, uh, actually by Lindsay Ellis. She just did a three video kind of analysis of really what went wrong, and the third one really looked at kind of the union stuff and the bullshit that happened with that but she finished it by being like you made these prequels and you took away everything that made those initial movies magical right like you're using theme music from the first ones that really meant something in those first ones and you're just using it as like clearly you guys didn't have time to come up with something new so you just threw it under the scene because hey whatever or you have relationships that like don't make sense in the context of the world that you've created. It, it's just all, no, we want to make money. Fuck all of that. You popcorn-eating hogs will come see the shit either way. We didn't go. 
We I think we saw actually. the first we one. We saw the first Hobbit movie in the theaters when your brother was in town. And then we were like, I haven't seen the other two. No. To go back, what didn't you guys like about Rogue One? Oh, God. We did a whole podcast on it. I don't care. <laughs> I thought... How to put this succinctly. I just thought it was a way better movie than the two Star Wars mainline movies, which neither of which I, are particularly spe- I, anything special. I gave it, I give it a lot of credit for the ending. I mean, you know oh, they're going to die. Killing everyone at the end was rad as hell. I mean, look, that's the whole thing with the movies; they could do whatever they wanted because the whole time you know these well, people are all dead. Well, but but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's though. Disney. It, it's hard. That's a hard sell for Disney. I found it hard to connect with any of the characters. I really didn't give a shit about any of them. I None of thought, them are charismatic at all. Not even a matter of charisma. It was just like everybody's kind of bland and flat and I didn't really connect with anybody. I thought Mads Mikkelsen Give was me names of those characters. Criminally underused. Seen, I don't even know the names of most of the people in the fucking Star Wars movies. He doesn't, to be fair. Yeah, because he's horrible. Um, I don't know the names of anyone on Game of Thrones. I just watched the fucking show. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the name of anyone on Westworld. Yeah, but I bet you could draw a picture of some tits you've seen on the show. Well, I mean, anybody what? can do that, Bob. <laughs> I'm a terrible artist. I certainly couldn't. <laughs> um, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen was, I, I, I thought, very poorly used. Um, what else? Who was the main character? The girl who was the daughter of the architect of the Death Star? Sure. Who we can't even remember her name. I don't name. know any of their names, so this this doesn't hold any water. With him, at least. I thought that... She was old... good, though. She was charismatic in no, that role. No, she wasn't. What? what movie were you fucking watching? No. I don't think you guys need to rewatch that movie. I'm not going to because it was terrible. I think you... Something must have happened. Did you go in there in like a bad mood? What happened? No, I just didn't have like you only it. Have you seriously only seen this movie one time ever? Yeah. Watch it again. Yeah, no, I'm good. No. I'm telling no, you. No, no, tell, we went it's in... It's dramatically better than the other Star yeah, Wars you're just, movies. Yeah, you're just wrong. We went in wanting to like it. Yeah, we did. We were excited for it. We we and we we were like, okay, this is something different. It's something like new, you know. You know we're yeah. doing like the the before times. Like this could actually um, be really interesting. Uncanny Valley, Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, that was just a bad call. That was creepy as shit. Um, Fan convention Darth Vader was pretty bad. Um, why did we need to visit Mustafar? You didn't like the end when Darth Vader was running a freight train through that Oh, I'm not talking ship. about that. I'm talking about where they randomly go and like visit him on like the fucking lava planet. Sure. That was dumb. Well, and then, That was just, oh, we need Darth Vader in the movie. You had, what's the fucking guy, the villain? The, not the main, Ben, he's the villain in fucking Ready Player One. What's his name? Uh, Mendelssohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. But yeah. It was just like, well, why do, you, why do you have this guy? He's not fucking doing anything. Like, you didn't need Vader. You didn't need... Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin or whatever. You, he, why wasn't he more important? Why didn't he do shit? You know, I'm sitting here trying to remember the names of characters on Westworld, and I can't come up with anybody. Not even the Man in Black. That's an easy one, Alex. Well, that's the Man in Black. But I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Was it Charlie? William. 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 Was Charlie his friend? No. I think it was Logan. Was his Logan. And it was his brother-in-law. Who was the main? Who, who does? Who does the main character play? Is it Betsy? No, what's Dolores. her name? Dolores. 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 Jesus <laughs> Christ, Alex. Yeah, I have no idea. We I don't care. <laughs> the names are completely inconsequential. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. 
No, but no, we went into Rebel uh, Rebel One, right? Rogue, Rogue One. One. Wanting to enjoy it. You know, we were really stoked for I it. I think you and should he... watch it again. Something happened. You went in there in a bad mood. You Not went in the there case. with expectations too high. Not the case. Something happened. Nah. I, I, there were there were structural problems with the I movie. I think if you go... They cut a lot. Like, at the beginning, they were jumping from place to place to place yeah. to place a lot. It was, it was really like, jarring. I would have liked to see more of her at that, like, prison camp that she was at at the beginning. It was just kind of like, yeah, just kind of thrown in there. I, I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't do anything for What me. are the two mainline Star Wars movies? The The Last Jedi and what was the other one? Uh, the, Force the Force Awakens. Awakens. The Force Awakens. If you go to... M- if you go online, having never read a Star Wars fucking forum thread ever, if you go online, and I haven't ask, ever read a Star Wars forum thread. If 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 I if know you, better, if you go online and you just make a thread on a forum and you ask, of the three recent movies, which one do you guys like best in order? You're implying that I give a fuck about what other people. think. I'm just telling you, the vast majority of people are going to go the for. They're going to go Rogue One. The Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Alex, that is a biased study. You need to do a random digit dial of the entire nation to get a representative sample because those people that comment on forums like that are a bunch of fucking mouth breathers who just... Bob, last uh, time there was a poll of the entire nation, a bad thing happened. So let's I mean, just go fair, with a, like let's just go with a subset. Of the nation decided not to participate. So no, I of them, I think uh, the Force Awakens is probably my favorite. So you would go Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rogue One. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Bob? Uh, I think I like Force Awakens more than Last Jedi. Um, yeah. But definitely. Well, Rogue I know One that I like the Last Jedi more than either of you guys. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but. Well, that Mary Sue had to come into her if, own. If you ignore... I will say, though, I've only... We didn't ever buy The Last Jedi. I've only seen that once, too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Star Wars, uh, at least the modern movies, is I, there's not... Like, I feel, every few months, I'll just feel that pull to go watch Empire. And... I mean, I've gone back and watched The Force Awakens a fair amount since it's come out. But... But I really liked that one, so... Yeah. I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of when you when you think of the original trilogy there there was something just really special about it um you know well it wasn't a cynical cash grab right there it, was some art behind it and it was a group of people coming together to overcome you know right the adversity of kind of a troubled production and the story was really simple you know it wasn't like you don't need like a but you don't need that but it worked for the original trilogy and you know the the new trilogy um it's basically the same story and it's good it's enjoyable i had a great time at the theater watching force awakens and last jedi but that magic's not there anymore well we're also older cynical douchebags i'm not cynical i am i'm a beacon of optimism but no, I mean, I kind of felt that when we saw uh, The Force Awakens. And I know it's all manufactured bullshit, but I don't know. I kind of felt the same way when we saw The Last Jedi. I, I liked The Force Awakens. I had no problem with that movie. When you The Last Jedi is my least favorite of the three because when you watch it, it's just 
plot hole city and nothing makes any sense as you're going through the movie. Which I think is a fair assessment. I think they cut a lot out of it. I also mm-hmm. think that they kind of gave it to Ryan Johnson and were well, like, here you go, do whatever. Well, it's not my fault they can't make a cohesive story. I'm, I'm oh, I'm not saying. Reviewing it, it, no, what was no, pre- presented to me. Yeah, I, I, I think the directorial decision for Last Jedi was poor. Um, cause I don't it, know if I would go ahead and call it poor. I just think that they... Because he's a good director. Well, it was the wrong choice. Let me. I'll rephrase it. That I think way. maybe they should have come in and been more, a little more like, or they should have had the answers to some of these questions before they started writing the first one. Yeah. Don't pull a lost. Don't be like, well, we know it's going to end with Jack closing his eye, <laughs> and that's that's the thing. That's the ending. That's not an ending. That's a scene. It's a sad he, scene. Here's why I think the Last Jedi fails because the whole movie, or. 66% of the movie is building up to this scene where they're teasing you the whole way. Is Ray going to go to the dark side? Is Kylo going to go to the light side? And you know, the whole movie, neither thing is going to happen. Not in the second movie, no. Potentially in the third movie. Maybe. You could be building towards that. But that's the whole movie is teasing that. I think and the, you the, really know neither is going to happen. I, I, no one in that in any theater except for maybe idiots, and I'm not talking to idiots, actually believe that either of those things were going to take I, place. I, I the see, one thing that I do think they kind of misstepped with then is after that scene, you have Kylo just go completely like fucking heal Emperor when they're attacking the rebels. And it's kind of like, well, what happened to all that, that nuance kind of stuff we were doing before? That's just all gone, right? But hey, Luke is here. So we're all excited about that. Well, I do think they opened up some interesting ideas. And, and maybe that's part of the reason I do like Last Jedi is not so much for what it did, but for the opportunities it gives them to do in the future should if they are you know bold enough to pull the trigger. We've, I, yeah, I don't think they are. But they, it's a big corporation and they just they want to make money. They there was a there were a lot a number of stories in the expanded universe that dealt with you know those don't exist anymore because they're not canon yeah but they're pulling from them so there um, they don't matter anymore because they're not canon I'm gonna cut your mic um, <coughs> destroyed my throat <laughs> but uh, where it's like the concept of you know the star wars has historically presented it as there's there's a light side and there's a dark side and you're one or the other but there's you know in the expanded universe they touch on well no there's you can use elements from both and so there's i think there's interesting concepts only a synth deals in absolutes bob even though when they said that it didn't make any sense yes you were the chosen one catch on fire so oh that prequel trilogy man oh god (laughs) you know to finish what i was speaking about earlier because i completely forgot to close the thought backlogged on dark souls 3 and witcher 3 (laughs) i'm going back i'm going back i'm done with this please do i also want to play doom because i was waiting for the the xbox one x update and then they released that. Did you never play it at all? No. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the fun. update. 
So I'm like in like the third section of that, you know, where they like you hit the thing and they cut you off to the next section. I'm yeah. in like the third section. And then I also want to play Resident Evil 7, and that got its Xbox One X update like within a week of Doom getting it. So fuck you guys. Well, what do you after ni- after taking like hey, six months? What the fuck do you need the update for? You don't have a 4K TV. Neither do you. Yeah, but it will. Eh, it doesn't sound like you've gotten permission yet. Here's the deal, Bob. Even on a 1080p TV. You could see a dramatic difference between a regular Xbox and an X. Oh, I'm not arguing that, but what what's coming in the update that's... Dramatically you know, increased resolution. But that... No, you, you can't increase the resolution of a 1080p TV. You can really... You can increase the resolution internally on the game, which creates a sharper image. That was a store. It was. Isn't it still? I think it, it did not. I think it's gone. Carson's is going away. Really? Yeah. Oh. But I can't buy a giant, like, life-size Predator at Carson's. I could at the sharper image. Plus, here's the deal. (laughs) Something like Resident Evil wasn't running... Resident Evil 7 wasn't running at 1080p on the Xbox One. Right. So, let's say it was running at 720. Upgrading that from 720p to something near 4K, even if you're downscaling it to 1080p, is going to look way better. Way, way better. I never played Resident Evil 7 either. But I did hear it was really good. It was kind of a... Want to come over and play it for me and I'll just watch? <laughs> you could be down. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? I'll never play it myself. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was just one of, those, it was one of those things. I was like, oh, I'll pick that up eventually. And just never got around to it. Yeah. But those are the other two games to close out my backlog speech. And that's just on the Xbox. On the PlayStation, I still have to play until until dawn. I haven't played that either. Uh, my buddy, uh, Sheila, has it. She said it's amazing. Yeah. They've have gone through to... a whole bunch of the different, like, uh, they, they keep playing it because there's so many different paths that you can mm-hmm. take. You can get different endings and, and different stories. And Mr. Robot is in there. That's true. They're also... Uh, Hayden Panettiere or whatever her name is is in there. Really? Yeah. She plays Kyrie in Kingdom Hearts. A game that is never coming out. No, they're just going to tease this shit. They're just going to keep releasing like little snippets of trailers until the Don't bombs worry. fall. Same day as Half-Life 3. Uh, Half-Life 3. I also have to play Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC at some point. Did Frozen Wilds? played through that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't played that Can either. you believe Bob has played something that I haven't? For that game, yes, I can believe that. Because that was the last game in a very, very, very I, long time that, like, I clawed think I, its way into Bob and wouldn't, like, go until he finished. I think I played, like, 55 hours of Horizon Zero Dawn. That sounds about right. Or no, maybe it wasn't that much. Maybe it was, like, 42. My my final save was somewhere around 90 hours. Yeah, you went hard. With the DLC, of course, but... Bob will give you the thing like, I don't have time to play it or something. But that's always bullshit. It's that he hasn't he doesn't he hasn't found something that's addicted him. Well, and normally it's me who will sit down here for like 10, 12 hours on some random Saturday just fucking playing a game. With that game, we'd be I'd be like, okay, it's like you know, midnight. I'm gonna go up to bed. Yeah, yeah, okay. See you there. All right. Wake Never. up. Never. Where the fuck is Bob? Still downstairs like, from the night before. 
I was impressed. You usually don't do that. Still going. And you guys have the TV like elevated, so your neck must be like. If you recline. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. You got to recline. You can recline this? Yeah. Yeah. Those are recliners. Okay. Next time I'm here. Get me this for the microphone. Well, go like, buy a boom mic. No, we'll no, no. But so like, you can recline. But like, but like 20 feet so, <laughs> so I can lay back. Here's what you should do, Alex. Go to Guitar Center. Get a boom no, stand. No. And then you can do that. No. But no, it's actually very comfortable. Because, yeah, mm. if you're just sitting and you got to have like your head straight, that fucking sucks. But you got the recline right where you want to be. So I'm glad you mentioned that the TV is elevated, Alex, because I think I'm going to have to move the TV stand down because the LG B7 does not have the full back. It only goes up like this high because it doesn't need it. So you got to mount it low. So I might actually have to move the mount down so that it actually works. You did this to yourself. I'm so fucking sick of hearing about this fucking television. You know you could end it, though, right? No, you want the best? And I don't know if you were there for this. No, you weren't. It was that, like, that Saturday that his sister was in town. We were sitting there and we were talking about something. And he offhandedly mentions something about, oh, yeah, we started, Michelle saw the quantum dots. And I'm like, you dragged your sister who is here for, like, Two days to hang out with you and like chill out and relax and see the city. You dragged her to show her that fucking television. We only stopped by. You dragged your sister to see. We, we were still relaxing. That fucking TV. I think it's safe to say Bob has a psychosis. You, you, you think? Look. We've already gone over Bob math on this episode yet again. <laughs> Hashtag Bob math. Yeah. And how dare you? <laughs> and uh, this man has a problem. Like, I don't. You're the one who married him. So you're the one that really has to deal with it. It's just funny for me. But I don't understand why you're doing this to yourself. <laughs> I know the reason is that if you let him buy the TV, he's just going to find something else to latch on to. Also, it's not cheap. You need to save money and then we'll go buy the fucking television. I told you how I was like, oh, we can get it for your birthday. And he goes, oh, it's too expensive. (laughs) Like, what alternate fucking dimension am I living in? Okay. To be fair, I'll just to to fend Bob for like two seconds while I rile you up. The 2018 LGs are coming out, which does mean they're not producing the 2017s anymore. And once those are gone, you're back in the same situation where now instead of the TV being like 1300, it's like 2000. His birthday is in like two months. That might not be getting made by then. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying. I mean, look, it might not be. I don't know. Oh, well. A perfectly good TV right behind you. Because it isn't even this TV. No. And you know it's all your fucking fault. (laughs) 
You had to go and point shit out. Look. Because he never noticed it before. It wasn't an issue before. Uh, it's a two-pronged thing. You pointed that shit out upstairs, so I've heard about it every single day since then. And the other thing is, our buddy Jack bought a fucking 4K TV. Yeah, but not a good 4K TV. I don't know anything about televisions. It's a good 4K TV. Eh. I'm sure it sucks. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm just... <laughs> what's what's next, Erica? Okay, because we he's get, going... We gotta just get that Bob, Bob, Johnny the Banana up. Stir the Pot t-shirt for him. Oh, yeah. I want the Johnny Bananas hat. The one he was wearing in the picture with Charlie Caruso. <laughs> My man, Johnny Bananas. He's got great taste. Anyway, I want that hat. But... What's going to be next, Erica? I was asking Bob this, and he hasn't come up with anything yet. But after he gets the TV and he buys the Xbox One X, because let's be real, he's going to do both those things. He's out of his fucking mind. What's next on the list? I don't fucking know. I don't think I can't think of anything. <laughs> but it's like no, he, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be some fucking like Jeep bullshit. Oh, the, the Jeep Wrangler, Rubicon, or whatever oh, the, the Rubicon. Yeah, you're right. That it'll is be, what's going to be. That'll be the next. Well, that's thing. the all-time goal. But I think he's trying to build up to that. Like first, he gets you to agree to like the seventeen hundred dollar purchase, and then he gets you to agree to like a four thousand dollar purchase, and then one day he's like, "Hey, how about this sixty thousand dollar purchase?" <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm staying with my parents. <laughs> he's like the other day he's like you know i could just get the 65 inch version that's like two grand and i was like yeah that's gonna look great when you're divorced no and here's the thing i don't see anything wrong with with getting the tv just that's a very expensive thing to buy and you need to put money aside a little bit each month until you can afford to go get it then look you know how Johnny Bananas considers himself a producer on the challenge? Does he really? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's in there fucking stirring all the shit up. I consider myself much like a producer on this podcast. And it's mm. my job to generate content, Erica. That's good. I'm glad for you. <laughs> Look, you don't have these <laughs> concerns because you're just a special guest. Mm. But as a co-host, I have these concerns. I'm good. I'm glad. That's good. And... I don't care if you buy this TV or not. It has no effect on my life, obviously. You know, but I can't believe how Bob has latched onto this. <laughs> like, like you're Alex, right. I Alex. literally, I literally made one comment <laughs> like, oh, I don't think your TV is displaying all the pixels. And since then, Bob's on the fucking war path. Every single day, Alex. Every day, I hear about so, the fucking TV. So, yes, and I you guess. Know, it, you know what the simplest of solutions is? Come down here and watch TV. Then you don't have to worry about it up there. Got, he doesn't like the, he doesn't like it down here. I know it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Recliners. Grab a blanket. It's awesome down here. <laughs> the the tables you, in the way. Are you like insulated or something? But you know, whatever. And. uh yeah, I mean, don't, look. Don't look at me. I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> so, look, did I absolutely create this problem when I said something? Yes. yes. I admit to that. <laughs> Correct. Yes. However, I did 1% of this. The other 99% is 
is Bob. I mean, he's a madman. Look at him. If I said right now, there's like a $4 delivery fee on pizza. He doesn't want to spend that $4. Nope. But goddamn, a $2,000 TV, he can justify that shit. Mm-hmm. Can, should and, we talk about the computer upstairs? No, no, no. That has nothing to do with this. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with it. So, I'm going to let you in on something, Erica, that Bob's going to bring up before the end of this weekend. I did not trigger him on this at all. Texts me the other day that GameStop is giving $140 in Xbox oh, One no, X credit. I, I heard about it. I too. know. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob tells me, I'm thinking about going and selling the Xbox, and then Best Buy has a deal where you can get the Xbox One X, and then like Far Cry 5 is like half off or something. And he's like, I think I might just go do that. And I'm like, couldn't you just play Far Cry 5 on your beast ass PC? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I can't do that. Yeah. The man's a lunatic. I, oh, and we got the nice monitors up there now. We do. Because we had to get the good, like, the good display, you know, for yeah. steep. <laughs> Look. Steep looks beautiful. Look. Alex, I didn't even fucking think about that at Far Cry, and now I'm all mad all over again. <laughs> like I said, I'm a content producer. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a perfect note to end this episode of. Subtle I think so too. On. I think so. I'm so happy to have you guys here, Bob. Thanks for coming to your own home, Erica. Same to you. I feel like we really accomplished a lot tonight. And if I could say, Erica, hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.